You should read that as if Arnold was saying that. <laughs> Hello. And how would that sound? Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. As I drink my Mountain Dew, someone's looking for me. I think it must be you. <laughs> oh, Dr. Bill. Back to the bin. Excuse me. That's low. Is that do you drinking? No, it's a blue cup. Is it do you're looking for? It's empty. It's empty now. It's in your gullet. Ben's looking at me through the door. You want to come in and play your video game? Shouldn't Ben be outside playing in the snow? <laughs> yeah, it's very cold outside. He should go outside and play in the snow. I saw pictures. You want to say hi to Paul? I get video on. Uh, Just don't break the bed. Uh, Hop in over here. Uh, here he yeah, is. Yeah. Me unplug the headphones. What's up, Ben? Hi. Uh, what do you think of Ohio? Door. Other than oh. the fact that you can't stand. Roof. Let me turn up the yeah. volume. Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Yeah. What, 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 right. kind of, what kind of room are you guys in there? What, what, what is that joint? <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. I thought you were in a hotel. I guess not. No, no, no. This is the upstairs um, room. At my sister-in-law's house. Oh, are you are you ransacking the place? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we've completely taken over this room. All four of us are sleeping up here. So what is what is it? A cape? A what? Cape. What's a cape? Type of house with the uh, pitched ceilings on the upstairs. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would say yeah, that's because it's got a pitched on this side, flat in the middle, pitched on the other. That's. Uh, it's 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 uh, named after a style of house that was was built in Cape Cod. Yeah, well, it's also very annoying when you get up in the middle of the night too quickly and hit your head on the ceiling <laughs> because the bed's too close to the damn wall. So that's cool. I stand, I stand up and go. Boom. Oh. I went to a comic book store today. Then take the ride or no? No, Ben didn't take the ride. Ben had no interest in the comics. No. Oh, but tell Paul what you said. You could put this in the podcast too. Tell Paul what you said you do when I die. <laughs> What's that, quiet? No. I'm thinking he's burning those comics. That's what I said. But he said, he said no, I will, I, I will finish your Avengers for you. He's <laughs> like, I'll, I'll get rid of the rest of them, but, but I'll keep the Avengers for you. So at least he said that. And then I'll sell them. What do you mean, and then you'll sell them? <laughs> Wouldn't that be more meaningful if it was done while you were alive? When you die. On your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. So I got that going for me, which is nice. You would think so, yeah. No. So. That's just me and my crazy yeah, way of thinking. Like Paul. Uh, Paul, yeah. <laughs> Called Ben Paul. No, he, he, uh, what are you playing? Are you still playing this game? Yeah, he's playing some... What is it? Drive San Francisco game? Driver. Driver, and it's called San Francisco. Well, I can't skip. Because yeah. you're in a coma? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's not a coma. Yeah, it looks like I'm not going to meet up with the professor. 
Why is that? Uh, he says he's got to go out of town, or he's he's going to be busy t- Tuesday afternoon after he gets done at, at class because they're leaving to go out of town Wednesday. So you're saying he, he thought of an excuse that you'd buy? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know, hey, everybody's busy. But I'm going down to Wapakoneta. That's the that's the birthplace of Neil Armstrong. See if I can find something for Scott while I'm down there. You'll find Neil Armstrong's uh, protective order against Scott. <laughs> Be behind a glass, right next to the uh, the one the one that Matt has against me. You're terminated. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> that would be. Let me see Arnold thinking, do you want to build a snowman? And we were having, Ben got to play in the snow. Cold never bothered me anyway. Welcome to the Ice Age. Everybody freeze. What are you, are you laughing able to at? This? Ben's over here laughing hysterically. What? Ben's just laughing hysterically like he's never heard me do Arnold. He's, he's, he's saying, my father has a friend that's just as dopey as he is. <laughs> I didn't think there were two in the world, and to imagine that they actually found each other. Come on, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing at me? You told me to do this. Come on, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Come on. Now I'm tickling him. Come on. Yeah, Ben's lost it. He can't, he can't cut straight up. Oh, I lost you for a minute, but you're back. Oh, there we and we're back. So, so my question is, what is he? Fourteen, Ben? Uh, not yet, not yet. He won't be fourteen until the third of December. Because what I, what I've seen is uh, he's probably about two years away from pinning you to the ground and tickling you, making you laugh hysterically. <laughs> he's a wimp. You couldn't even throw a snowball. I had to teach you how to make a snowball last night. It actually really would be funny to watch him do this. <laughs> then he could the then he could do the hey dad, stop hitting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> breathe, stupid, breathe. <laughs> All right, why don't you go over there and play, play your game? You're too distracted. Because you can't get up. I'm too lazy to get up. He's too lazy to get up. He's too lazy to get up. He's just like me. At least he remembers to breathe. My boy, he's just... It's it's just like, you know, and the cat's in the cradle. Your boy is just like you? (laughs) It's just like me, yeah. Just give him some Mountain Dew? With the Mountain Dew, he's sitting playing video games until noon. I have this image in my mind right now of you and Ben coming up the escalator in the white suits like Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise in Rain Man. (laughs) <laughs> we'll get together then, yeah. You know we'll have a good time then. My boy was just like me. <laughs> I, I, you know, as I mentioned uh, the other, the other day, uh, I find the Arnold, the Arnold singing imitations are funnier. When he does like the very very slow songs, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, one of my favorites is is when you get to the like a bridge <laughs> <laughs> over uh, 
troubled water. <laughs> I will lay me down. Oh. What are you driving now? You driving a Cadillac? <laughs> yes. Driving What's a Cadillac. he doing? Grand Theft Auto? No, he's playing this thing. This game called San Driver San Francisco, and the main character is in a coma, but he can jump from car to car in the city while he's in the coma. He just jumped a minivan off the back of a car car carrier just a few minutes ago. Sounds realistic. Yeah. I mean, he went totally airborne and and landed <laughs> on all four wheels and kept driving. Like that would happen in real life. All right, we should get rolling. It's already 9 o'clock. Yeah. All right. You want to bring this bad boy in? Yeah, let me get Ben over on the other side. I'll put my headphones on. Let's hear me in the background starting laughing. Get over there. Laughing boy. Hey, laughing boy. One bullet left. (laughs) One bullet left. Yeah, yeah, I know. One bullet left. All right, put the headphones back in. Yeah. Don't sound so excited. Yeah, Don't I get excited. You? I just lost Ben. I lost my, my, my most enthusiastic audience. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ah, it's fine. All right. Uh, have you read this Superior Iron Man issue? I have. I have not. Would you like to peruse it? You just gotta look at. It's actually, of course, it's a. Shut up! I'll stop cut, cutting you off. <laughs> I just, I you know, I flipped through the pages after you told me that's the one, but I haven't had a chance to actually sit down and read it. So I'll just work off your description and pretend well, my, I read it, just like I. Because uh, I just read this uh, while I was sitting in the can, so it was a pretty quick read. I'm not really sure what's going on because it's the first issue of Superior Iron Man I've picked up, but hey, it was only a dollar, or a little bit less than a dollar, so that's what's important. So works for me. Yeah, I'm just scrolling back through it. So, <clears throat> la 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 la, in the cats in the cradle, la 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 la. Oh my God! What are you doing, Ben? He just jumped a car carrier over a car carrier. That's like so meta. Oh, sorry, I got distracted. He, he easily distracted. Some. Oh. So what is this? Back to the bins? Where, where are we? We are back to the bins. We are back to the bins. Bum, 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 bum. No, that doesn't work, does it? Not really. Wait, wait. we are binsers. Bum, 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 bum. Like we are farmers. I, I did figure that one out. <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure that you, you, know, you knew what I was talking about. But the bum, 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 bum doesn't go well, does it? Goes wonderfully. Yeah. Well, then that's it. That's our new theme. Right. You just, you know. We are Binzers. Bum, 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 bum. That will be a uh, a bumper. <laughs> no, really? It's all I have is a big giant bumper for you. Bumper boy. Oh, bumper so you're going to bring us in or what? <laughs> I thought we did bring us in. I thought this was chit chat. When did you ever bring us in? I said la 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 la. That's all you said. That's all I ever say. Somebody's supposed to say hello. Welcome to Back to the Bins. This isn't Adele. Or Lionel Richie. Hello. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Welcome to the bins. We are here for another show. We won't keep singing badly because we don't want you to go. Because we know just where you are. We want you to 
something do. <laughs> Listen to. Let me start by saying, get to the chopper. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. And if you haven't figured it out, this is Back to the Bins. I'm Paul Spataro. That's Dr. Bill Robinson. We Hello. are sans Scott Gardner tonight, unfortunately. Scott had planned to be with us, but was unable to make it. He's, yes, he's uh, currently... I don't know what he's doing. He's out there. He's probably probably out... You know, if this was a movie, I always picture, you know, you cut to something. You, you cut to Matt right now. I uh, cut to Scott right now. He's hanging out with Matt Hunsworth. Two of them are, like, eating ice cream and laughing at us. <laughs> <laughs> Snatching up Disney Infinity 2.0 figures all around the city of uh, Orlando. Or Oviedo. Oviedo. I'm from Oviedo, Florida. Well, I guess it should, should be said that I am in Ohio, I'm in Toledo, Ohio. I'm on the road. It's Dr. Bill on the road. I'm actually on vacation. That's how dedicated. I go on vacation, and I still do this podcast. Once in a while, you even bring a book. Yeah, and I did bring a book today. I, I purchased it today. And, I'm, of course, I'm breaking the 10-year rule, and it's a recent book. But, hey, when you get it out of a back, it, when you get it out of a back issue bin, I'd say it counts. Uh, no, but, but you know, we can break our rules. There are rules. We can break them whenever we want. <laughs> yeah, this is true. That's the beauty of being the rule maker. And if anybody hears a uh, some giggling and laughter in the background, uh, Ben's playing a uh, a, pl- a uh, an Xbox game, so you might hear him laugh. It's like we have a canned audience, canned laughter audience, like in the seventies. He's, laugh- <laughs> he's laughing. At, he's laughing at you, not with you. Stop laughing at me. Stop laughing. <laughs> you- Never mind. Uh, so, so, uh, so, you, so you you're you're in Ohio. You hit a comic snowing. book store. It's snowing. How, yes. how is the comic store? Tell me. Uh... The comic book store is called JC's. Um, I had the receipts. Wanted to get the exact name. I think it's like JC's Comics. Uh, it's actually a very nice. It's got a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. They had a decent. Oh, a lot of stuff. Oh, a lot of stuff. They had. <laughs> It's one of those stores that I wish I had. I wish I had a wingman with me because it just take. It took me a long time to go through. There's like five or six uh, long boxes of dollar comics, and um, they had a deal that they're. You know, uh, once you get forty comics, it costs thirty bucks. If you picked out a hundred comics, it would cost fifty dollars. But there was too many things that I didn't wasn't sure of whether or not I had that I couldn't. Uh, like I probably could have got a hundred books, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. That so. was a mistake for you not to bring your list. Well, I don't have my list fully comprised yet, so I can't really do that. And I don't even—I have no clue. Like, I'll tell you what—if I wanted to really make a run of a bunch of Valiant comics, I'm amazed at how many Valiant books are in back issue bins. Like every place I go, it's like there's full runs of all types of, you know, like. Uh, um, what is it? Shadow Man and Rai or Ray, the psychic something. Uh, there's just a lot of that, and there was New Men, which not 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 Newman, <laughs> or not Next Man, but uh, a series called New Man. And I I also found a lot of the New Universe books from back in the '80s uh, that that marvel had put out uh so 
but actually I was able to pick up um, since I figured out while going through my Marvel books that I guess I sold off all my new mutants and I don't know why so looks like I'm starting to get them the new mutants all over again so I picked up a bunch of those and I also got a bunch of micronauts and a couple loose one loose you know in, individuals here here and there i also got a marvel special edition of the last starfighter you know the big books mm-hmm. so that was only a dollar so that was my haul uh, they did have they had a section of like two dollar comics then they had older books from the 70s and then they had a ton of um just regular back issues but those seem to be priced at you know like i just glanced at one or two and the price was like 350 you know it was like more in the higher prices, so I was like, you know, I I don't have the money to look for that stuff, so I just was only going after the cheap cheap bin books, and uh, I was able to rack up a couple. So, cool. Now, now, unfortunately, there's not room in the car for Ben to go home with you. Yeah, I know. That's a, well, you know, hey, he he doesn't know that yet. That's the price you got to pay. I will just stick him on the roof. Right, Ben? Sure, that's right. Maybe we'll just leave you here. Actually, I just opened up the bag. Oh, I also picked up, let me see, I got a Doctor Strange. Oh, I got two of the new Invaders, the all-new Invaders books. Um, one of them because it says it's the last Luther Manning story. And I like the Luther Manning Deathlock. Uh, and I picked, and they also happen to have the issue before that in the back issue bin. So, yeah, some nice, you know, $4 comic books for a dollar. And also two new Thunderbolts were in there. And then I uh, got about 20 some odd issues of the new mutants and then uh i also got um what's another one i also picked up oh it was like oh i got two new warrior books i got power pachyderms instead of power pack it's power pack i i I get it Yeah, it's like a parody. It's like on the cover, it's all the X Men, but they're dressed. To, they're made up as uh, elephants. Mm-hmm. There's like a Wolverine. I don't type. know if I would have gone for that one. Well, I kind of got that for Scott's son because I know he collects Power Pack. Ah. So I don't know if you know he has that or would be interested. I also got an issue of Marvel Comics Presents from the, the series that was back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Exiles. Which uh, is also a new uh, uh, a newer book. It's Journey into Mystery and the New Mutants. Oh, and I filled some Avengers holes. Yay! I got a Mighty Avengers. I got a Secret Avengers, and I got a ton of. I got about ten or so issues of Micronauts, the first series, and I also got Sledgehammer number one. Sledgehammer. I'm not sure. From the TV show Sledgehammer, and it's by Marvel Comics. I don't. I don't recall the TV show Sledgehammer. Oh, you would. It had the, yeah. It it um, it says the first collector's item issue based on the TV show that refused refuses to die, and actually, uh, it is guest starring Satana. Is in this is, 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 issue. That's the one where it's kind of done like a parody of like Dirty Harry, and it, that's where he's got the gun and it's pointed like at the at the camera and says, "Trust me, I know what I'm doing," and then it shoots and like cracks the screen or whatever are you looking up sledgehammer right now i am yes 1986 to 1988 with david rash Anne marie martin harrison page leslie morris the adventures of a deranged and dumb police detective who always looks for the most violent 
solution to any problem. I don't think I ever saw this. Yeah, it's kind of along the lines of like Airplane and Dirty Harry, I would say, from what I, I remember. It's been so it's well, it's been since I was in high school when I was watching that. So hmm. and then the other thing I picked up, which is the book I'm gonna cover today, is Superior Iron Man number three. So that's that's the last time I was up here I had hit a couple other comic stores in the area but they were basically focused they were like niche stores one was really focused on anime and had some back issues and then the other was uh, a little bit more focused on gaming uh, and had some back issues but JC's was pretty much uh, the one on the JC's on Central Ave they were they were packed they had a ton of comics and they had a lot of uh, other neat um, uh Action figures, models, posters, original artwork, T-shirts, all kinds of stuff. Really nice store. I highly recommend it if you're in the Toledo, Ohio area. Or if you're Professor Allen, you could just take a drive up here. Although they don't have the quarter bins. Yeah, then he's he's probably not interested. Yeah. So Sad. that's all my comic news. I don't think we have any email. We have an Avengers email, but we can uh, we'll discuss that the next time we have an Avengers episode. That works. So I guess we might as well jump into our books. So since yep. I have the earlier book, I guess I'll go first. Unless you'd like to cover Iron Man, Superior Iron Man 3 first. Um, well, it's a pretty quick book. Um, I, I could just do this real quick. Okay, and mine remains a mystery. You, you have the mystery book. Of course, I need to blow it up so I can read it. Because uh, I can't take out my glasses. Ah, well, a little quick blurb at the beginning of the book to, to kind of describe, because I'm have not i not reading Superior Iron Man right now, so this was my first introduction into it. Um, Tony Stark is a technological visionary, a famous, wealthy, and unparalleled inventor. With the world's most advanced and powerful suit of armor, Tony has val valiantly protected the innocent as the golden avenger known as Iron Man. A recent battle with a mentally powered villain has altered Tony's mind. With a more arrogant and aggressive personality surfacing, Tony used San Francisco as a testing ground for his newest invention, the Extremist 3.0 app. It can improve a person's life, making them more attractive, smarter, and healthier. But it comes at a cost, and not everyone can afford it. San Francisco's population is now divided into two groups, mere humans and those who are... Dot, 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 superior. Daredevil is one of the many... Is one of many... Is one of many what daredevil is one of many of tony's allies that think he's acting out of character he's tried confronting tony about the harm extremist 3.0 is having on the city but it's but it's resulted in the blind hero being cured by the app with matt murdoch able to see will he accept tony's vision of humanity and on our cover well you and i well, you and I had discussed the cover before, but it's it's a shot, I guess, of the new his new armor. He kind of looks on this cover. He looks a lot like um, Invincible's dad. Omni Man. Don't you think? Omni Man, with like the headband thing. Mm. Or well, I guess he didn't have like the headset thing. This 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 head thing is kind of reminiscent of the '90s, isn't it? Where where they had the hair out of the top of their costumes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. 
And he's got a pair of red red sunglasses on, and his eyes are glowing behind him, like uh, Gary Mitchell from that old Star Trek episode. And uh, in reflected in the red sunglasses, he's tilting down. We see uh, what appears to be Matt Murdock, because you can see a, a, a guy looking up at him with his hand over his face, and he's got a backwards DD on the front of his uh, shirt. And then, of course, we have you know the the Tony Stark smile. Etc. Etc. Look at that. Etc. Etc. Now I'm not sure who did the cover. Let me see. Oh, cover artist is Mike Cho. Choi? Chui? Choi! Hey! I am. Writer. Leave you out there. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Tim Taylor. Oh, Tom Taylor, not Tim Taylor. Not to be confused. Tool man. I don't think so, Tim. Tom Taylor is our rightist. Wow. You okay? Did yeah. you fall down? Uh, door being closed. Oh. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. I, I thought maybe you are going to have to do the life alert or something. I've fallen and I can't get up. I saw a commercial for that today. I was like, really? These things are still on? So. <laughs> you'll do... You'll... Deray, yield the oh man, how do you say that? I would go with yield deray. Yield deray, sinar. Yield deray, sinar is the artist. Rui Jose and Juan Velasco are the ink assists. Guru EFX is the colorist. VC VC's Clayton Cowles is the letterer. Summer Lacey and Irene Lee are the designers, and like I said, Mike Chui is the cover artist and we open and let me i'm just gonna do i'm not gonna do a page by page because we'll be here all night basically tony has infected matt with the new app and as matt is regaining his sight i guess we get we're clued in on this new arrogant tony stark because he say hey you're you're a lucky man matt because the first face you get to see is this one and then tony's sitting there at the foot of the bed or wherever matt's at and he's saying is this i guess this is the new iron man armor it's all shiny and uh shiny and new if it is i hope it doesn't last too long yeah it's really it's it's just it's all white and there's just lighted pockets all over it that i don't understand why there's a lighted pocket like on the shoulders like where you would have the lighted chest piece you've got like a lighted circle on the shoulder on each shoulder right in the middle and then on the back of the wrists and then two dots on the stomach and it's like really kind of weird it's almost like a Tron suit, because yeah, it's all so lit up in these. It's lit up in these weird, weird, weird spaces. Like it's all like certain parts of the piping are all blue. So we're seeing a lot of this from Matt's vantage point because now he has sight, and then we see to where he's standing up, looking in the mirror. He sees himself in the Daredevil outfit, and he's saying, you know, he asked Tony, well, "What have you done?" And he explains, "Well, I've trained a stream of the extremists uh, to send a signal to your o- o- ocular nerves." on your retina so you can see but your sight won't last for long you'll need to be boosted you know but i'm happy to discuss how we're going to keep the uh the gift of sight going free of charge of course and then of course uh matt's like so this just gift just happens to come with the same cycle of dependence you forced on the rest of the city are you trying to buy my approval um you want me addicted to you too now what's weird is i guess tony's back to drinking because I'm seeing him pouring himself a drink. See, everything is seen from Matt's viewpoint in this t- 
take, and Matt is looking in the mirror, and he sees Tony over his shoulder, and he's pouring himself a drink, and then when he turns, we have it back from Matt's straight viewpoint. And Starks just, you know, offers him a drink. He swats the drink away. So basically, he's not having any of Tony's stuff, and, you know, he's like, what gives you the right to play God? And then uh, Tony's like, well, you know, hey, Thor could do it. Why, Why can't I? And then he goes into scary mode, that basically he's saying, I'm not playing God all this time. I've been playing human. And, of course, they give him the Superman red eyes, you know, that, like, Tony's... And, in fact, parts of his costume have turned red to match that. The parts that were previously blue are now reflecting a red color, almost like it's reflecting his personality. It's a mood, a mood uh, armor. <laughs> and basically, he's doing this whole thing that, you know, he's been holding back. And he's not ungrateful, you know, he's, 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 a, he's the person, basically saying like he's the person he's always meant to be. Now, there's this little subplot, this changeover, and I don't know what this is yet either because I, like I said, I haven't read the other stuff. Where it's the an older version of the Iron Man armor and Pepper Potts. Now, I don't know if this is an a sentient armor because there doesn't, you can't tell if somebody's in it. I don't know if this is Rudy. Um, I don't know. I mean, I this like like I said, I only read this for about about two hours ago, and basically this this it's almost like this was a contingency plan in case Tony got out of hand, and he's saying and this armor is saying, well, I have a lot of you know the the, the world's more advanced than I thought, so I've I, I have to I have a lot of uh, I got to play catch up. So then we cut back to um, Stark, uh, the real Stark, the superior Iron Man in his '90s headdress. And he's getting a call from Jennifer Walters, who says that the teen abomination, whoever that may be, whoever that may be, another character I'm not familiar with, uh, is looking for Stark. And uh, before he's able to leave, Matt Murdock goes to, you know, says, we're not done here. And Tony just uh, punches him right in the face. And he says, yeah, I'm done. And he says, I don't have to justify myself to you. You are so far beneath me. If you choose to be sensible, if you want to keep your sight, you call me and we'll talk. And basically he flies out the window. And as he's doing this, I guess now the the actual Iron Man mask has come down and he's flying out the window. Matt runs to the window to watch. And, he's, and Matt sees the actual San Francisco skyline when he's looking out, out the window. And uh, his words are, my God. And he picks up the phone and calls someone and says, hi, and he says, hi, can we meet? So you're kind of left to wondering who that is. Meanwhile, at New Stark Island on Alcatraz, which I'm a, I guess by this he's made a base on Alcatraz, the teen abomination is tearing it up, calling out Stark's name. Uh, and he looks like the abomination, smaller, younger, with hair and an earring, dressed as a teenager. And he's basically taking on, like, a local security force, chucking motorcycles out the window at the helicopter. Smashes the helicopter. Tony rescues the people on board. But this kind of new arrogant Iron Man, you know, they're like, oh, thanks. And he says, Iron Man says, can can you swim? What? Yeah, I can swim, but why? And he just unceremoniously tosses them into the water and goes and takes on the Teen Abomination and takes him down pretty easily and then this why are you you know smashing my stuff and the teen abominations answer is you're mean <laughs> and he's like what you heard me you're supposed to be a superhero but you're not you're mean and he asks him how old he is and he's 13 
And he's like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. And you find out that the kid tried Extremis to help his condition, and it didn't do anything. So that's why he's enraged. So, it's like Santa. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Tony calls him your giant green ball of anger and puberty. Of course this is how you, 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 you ask for help. Yeah, okay, I'll talk to S.H.I.E.L.D. Get up and start cleaning up this mess. I can use you. So this Iron Man is pretty much a douche and is more into using people. And we um, cut back to what looks to be the hotel room that Matt was in. And we see that Foggy Nelson is the person Matt called. And he comes in. And we're seeing this through like a red haze. And Matt was wearing his signature glasses. And he takes them off. And uh, he's like, well, what's wrong? You know, he's like, no. He said, I just wanted to see you. And as Matt is looking at Foggy with his eyes, his vision starts to fade and fade. And he, and he tells him, you know. Don't worry, it's nothing. I'm fine. And then in the last shot, we have, um, I guess, back to Matt's radar sense and what how he normally sees things. So, all in all, um, I thought that this was an interesting... I was more impressed with the traditional take on Matt Murdock. And just also, I guess I'm also puzzled or, or interested as well to see... Well, one, I don't know who Stark fought to become like this, and I don't know if it's just a gimmick because at this point, this was the going to be the end of the Marvel Universe, so they could kind of try new things, you know, and go take characters in different directions and not have to worry about any long-term uh, consequences because it was all going to be wiped out anyway. So Consequences, consequences, as long as it's all going to be wiped out. As long as it's Extremis 3.0. So. Oh, and I didn't see this next issue on sale. And we have, uh, there's a there's a shot of, uh, it's kind of, man. You've got Matt Murdock is basically a, uh, being used as an ottoman for Tony Stark. He's a footstool. That's not very nice. What a dick. Tony Stark's a dick. So what did you think? Well, I think I you're you... right. I think they're purposely making him into a dick. Uh, I, I do like the fact that at least when he went into action, he had the full helmet. Doesn't right. look quite as bad as it does when he's wearing the uh, you know the gambit look. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't crazy about the artwork overall. Everybody looks too young. I think Matt Murdock looks too young. I think uh, is that She Hulk in there? She looks too young as well. Yeah, she look. Yeah, she looks weird. Um, I. I looked up Teen Abomination on Wikipedia. He's mm-hmm. a 13-year-old who got exposed to gamma radiation and became a teenage version of Abomination. One day when he was five years old, Jamie Carlson got sick and his mother, Katrina, had to take him to her job at Stark Industries due to being unable to find a babysitter. It was the day of the demonstration of a gamma-powered exper- equipment. Of a, of a gamma-powered equipment. See, that's what happens when they let anybody upload the stuff. During the test, the device malfunctioned and exploded. The accident led Katrina to be fired. Unbeknown to anybody, Jamie had been exposed to the gamma radiation. One day, one day when he was 13, Jamie was bullied by other teenagers, and his skateboard ended up being broken. He returned to his house, and his mother tried to console him. However, her attempts frustrated him even more, and he transformed into an abomination-like creature. I can go on, but that seems to kind of cover it. So... She worked at Stark Industries, and uh, but she couldn't afford a babysitter. 
Well, I guess not everybody that works for stock industries is rich. Yeah, you could just what, be a you could be a lowly stock industry worker. But Stark didn't have like any daycare. You think you know the great Tony Stark could have you know have some like a daycare center in in his multi million dollar uh, facility? Well, I can't. I mean, I guess in this instance, no. But <laughs> I can't comment because I never read the story. This is the first yeah. exposure I have to Teen Abomination. And uh, I, I can't say I'm impressed with the character based on this one, you know, this one piece of exposure. Uh, mm. I think the story does kind of set the tone that they're trying to set because I am curious to see how they're going to ultimately resolve this. He, uh, you know, he's definitely an a-hole, but I think they want him to be an a-hole right now because he's being affected. So you can you can eliminate some of his heroic nature without screwing over the character because he's being influenced by, you know, outside forces. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not crazy about the artwork, but I thought the story was interesting. It's definitely, you know, the decompressed story. This doesn't take too much to read. No. And, and you know, part of my problem with the decompressed story isn't that it's not interesting. It's just that you pay in whatever, $4, $5 for a book. And you're done reading it in less than 10 minutes. Well, yeah, because this book was, uh, hold on, original cover price. Oh, it's so hard to read where I'm at. Hold on, I got the copy right here. Let me turn on a light here on my phone. Turn on your hard light. <laughs> in the middle of a young boy's dream. Don't wait me, Abdul Zoon. It's three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. So for four that. four dollars. You know, it's not really cost effective as far as I'm concerned. It's it's just too much. I mean, I read this in the bathroom, and my legs didn't go numb as my son Snickers sitting <laughs> twenty feet from me. For me, the sign of a good comic book is I read one book, I get up, and my feet are like, oh man. I, I lose it. feeling in a limb. I know it's a you good know, book. You know, and if I read like two books, like I was reading, uh, like I found the Bullet Points um, miniseries uh, when I was sorting my comics. Did you read that? That was like the that was the five issue What If Tale to no. where where uh, Erksine was, um, uh, you know, the guy that created Cap. He he mm -hmm. was shot one day earlier instead of the day he was going to like he was shot one day before the procedure took place right so he never created captain america and a, and a military mp that was protecting him was ben parker Incompetent so fool <laughs> well no he like took a bullet for him but it like it was like a magic bullet i think it like took them both out so so Erksine died they weren't able to do the experiment and so instead uh, Steve Rogers became like that universe's version of Iron Man, uh, and he had like a um, he had like the Iron Man Matrix thing like bonded to him, uh, and then Peter Parker growing up didn't become Spider Man, but he stumbled. He did like the Rick Jones thing and stumbled out to the Gamma Test Center, and he was exposed and he became the Hulk. That was you know. You just said Peter Parker didn't become Spider-Man, and that's a joke. I was going to say, yeah, he probably became the Hulk because <laughs> it's just, just such a ridiculous premise. And then you then you followed up with that he did. Um, Fantastic Four. They did became go the up. Super Apes. Nope, nope. 
they uh, three out of four died, and um, Reed Richards basically became Nick Fury because he lost an eye and he had an eye patch. Um, trying to nah, just trying to figure out what else was happening. See, this just doesn't seem like the butterfly effect to me. This seems kind Bruce, of like a bridge too far. Bruce Banner becomes Spider Man. <laughs> So Spider-Man becomes the Hulk and Bruce Banner becomes Spider-Man. And Steve Rogers becomes Iron Man and... And, this, and Tony Stark gets the Super Soldier formula and becomes Man-Thing. <laughs> no, I'm trying to remember. I, I kind of burned through the last two rather rather, rather quickly. Cause then it ends I'm not up familiar with, with the series at all. Oh, it's called Bullet Points. It's not bad if you can pick it up for cheap. You know? I see it in the quarter bin, maybe. Yeah. I'd buy him for a dollar. Buy that for a dollar. Thank you. So, but but anyway, back 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 to this one. Um, I guess you could. Uh, should we grade this one? I mean, we've kind of yeah, graded yeah, it. You might I, as well. No, we yeah. haven't graded it yet. We've just discussed it a little. I'll, I'll give it. A, you know what? I I think this cover. This cover. You know. You know. We say. Well, would the cover make me buy it? Even though this cover kind of looks like Greg Land did it. <laughs> um. I guess because it did catch my eye, I was like, "Ooh, ooh, hey, what is this? Superior Iron Man." You know what? Ah, it's only a dollar. I think I'll pick it up. Now I wouldn't buy it for four dollars, but um, it's not an A cover. It's a pretty simple cover. It's just a close up of somebody's face. But I do like the reflection in red of Matt Murdock, and obviously that he can see because he's holding his eyes up like blocking the light, like he's trying to, like he's blocking the sun. So I would give the cover probably a C plus B minus. Uh, the interior art, um, I like the perspective shots from Matt Murdock, telling it from his point of view. I like how the suit kind of reflects Tony's mood, although it does is maybe like you said it is a mood suit. Uh, I like seeing the old Iron Man with the uh, with the V faceplate. I'm, I'm wondering who that's supposed to be. Or what it is. Uh, but then with the Jennifer Walters and the shield guys and the fight shots with the teen abomination. Uh, it, especially where he goes to pick up the motorcycles and throw them. I don't know if that's supposed to be maybe a vintage motorcycle, but it just doesn't look right. It looks kind of funky. Um, I guess I'm going to give the, the art a C plus B minus as well. And then the story, I mean, the story's pretty quick. Um, again, I like the portrayal of Matt Murdock. I think it's true to his character. And then we have this, you know, why is Tony Stark acting the way he is? Which, I guess, is the premise, the whole premise behind this series. So, I guess I would give the storytelling probably a C plus, B minus as well. Overall, I guess we'll just call it a, a B, middle of the road. Maybe, you know, high C, low B. For what it's worth, uh, a C is middle of the road. C is average. Mm, all right, then I'll just give it a straight C. Okay. I mean, I'm just uh, I'm not trying to affect your grade. Well, but... no, no. I, I I would say middle of the road between my two being C plus B minus. That's yes. where I get. But no, yeah. C C is average. B is above average. D is below average. A is well above average, and F is well yeah. below average. Yeah, then it's a C. It's a C overall for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give my I'm going to give my final grade first and say I'm going to agree with you. I think it's a C book. Um, the cover is interesting to me because on the one hand, it shows a Tony Stark whose face I'd like to just smack. 
Uh, and I'm really not crazy about the way Daredevil is drawn. He just, Matt Murdock looks too young to me. Mm. Um, but as far as the image, it's it's interesting because it's kind of got the modern day poster cover feel. But in its own way, it is telling part of the story here. Mm-hmm. You know, it is giving you something of what you're going to see inside the book, which is something you don't see on covers that often. So for that reason, I'm going to put it at slightly above average and give it a C plus. The interior art, I'm not really crazy about at all. Um, it's not. It's 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 competent. Well, I was kind of lumping in the style of the art with the storytelling style, and that I like the shots drawn from Matt Murdock's perspective. But sorry, go ahead. It's it's you know what the faces look like to me. Uh, they look like uh, they're drawn by what's his name, Steve Dillon. Oh yeah, or they all just the same. faces, not the other not the artwork otherwise. Mm. But that's that's what I'm seeing. Like that that same. Matt Murdock does look too young. He looks too fat in his face. Yeah. Usually, usually he's more gaunt. He does. He doesn't look like he has that gymnast body. Yeah, he's got like baby fat in his face, and just doesn't look. Yeah. And She-Hulk looks way too young as well. So uh, it's it's not it's competent, but it's just not my style. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say a C. It's it's fine. It's nothing great, nothing terrible. And the story suffers to me a little bit for being decompressed. It just moves along too quick. We should have gotten a little bit more actual story in this, but it's all right. It's not bad. It's interesting. It's even without having picked up any of the prior issues, it was enough to, you know, to be understood and to follow along and be interested in where it's going. The cliffhanger leaves me wanting a little bit more. Well, yeah, because the first page in has the brief, which is I read verbatim, kind of gives you the backstory up to now, which we used to kind of get in the nineties. I remember when when they had that. And I guess comics have gotten back to that a little bit lately, mm-hmm. um, you know, where they will kind of give you a rundown of, of what's been happening overall to the character. So, I mean, not, not terrible, not a terrible book. I don't know if it was one that necessarily screamed out to break our 10 year rule, but it's all right. Yeah. Well, it was just because, you know, it was, it well, was you're on the road and you picked up what you got. Yeah. And I'm on vacation, too. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess I was, I was being a little lazy. That's me, Captain Lazy. But you have a book. So for our second book of the day, second and final book of the day, I chose Iron Fist Volume 2, Number 1, from September of 1996. It has a cover by Robert Brown. It's more of a poster image type thing of Iron Fist leaping at the readers. The story itself is called The Descent. It's written by James Felder. Penciled by Robert Brown, inked by Ray Garcia, colored by Mike Thomas, and lettered by Jack Morelli. The story opens with Danny Rand in a white snowsuit, but still having to have it undone in the front to his belly button. And he's giving a rocket-style kick to the jaw of some dude as two other dudes are approaching him from each side. Danny is thinking how he's worn out, but can't let them know. One of the dudes has a samurai blade, and Danny lights up his somewhat diminished Iron Fist. But isn't it just like a comic character? He brings an Iron Fist to a gunfight. And so, they whip out what look to be some automatic weapons. 
In response, Danny uses a sidekick to send an impossible amount of snow at his assailants, and like magic, he's gone. Much like Kaiser Sose. It seems that Danny's on a quest for the final piece of something called the Anomaly Gem. Oh, those are goggles. I thought he was wearing, like, pink, uh, like a pink mask. Yeah. It's doing like almost a, as cool as Iron Man's goggles. Doing a fashion statement there. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Fabulous. And, uh... <laughs> So, so uh, Danny's full of all kinds of doubts as he joins together the pieces of this anomaly gem, which somehow brings him Tothki, the Contemplator. Who is that, you ask? Well, just go back and listen to our 2014 4th of July special, where we covered Captain America's Bicentennial Battles, and you'll see him there. Anyway, he's one of the Elders of the Universe, and probably should have better things to do, but instead recaps Iron Fist's origin up to his apparent death at some point, and then the Contemplator says he found him and taught him that it's time to abandon his reliance on the Iron Fist. He sends Danny on a quest for the final piece of the anomaly, and Danny comes across some bandits who apparently have that final piece. He battles them, and based on the way the battle is shown, the anomaly allows Danny to project some type of energy beam from his hand. Not the Iron Fist, that is, though. He gets the final piece and joins it with the others, which somehow resurrects the also-thought-dead Steel Serpent. The Serpent demands trial by combat for possession of the Iron Fist, and the two start battling. And we cut to Kunlun, where the Thunderer, who Steel Serpent's pappy, sits and thinks deep thoughts when the silence is broken by a man entering the room with a glowing right appendage. Is it Danny? Was he successful? I think not. It's the Steel Serpent, or as he'd like to be known now, Iron Fist. Cut back to the mountains where Danny's being attacked by a pack of poorly drawn wolves. Danny battles using such moves as the Lightning Kick and the Wing Chun, not Wang Chun, <laughs> Wing Chun Blue Jay Finger Strike, taking out the first wave of wolves, but hey, here comes some more. Everybody, so, Wing Chun. <laughs> So as, as the tension starts building, let's look back in on Kun Lun, where the Steel Serpent regales his pop with a story of his time in the Abyss and how he tricked Danny into restoring him. He believes he's meant to be the leader of Kun Lun and rejects his father. Cut back to Danny, cold, bloody, broken, and beaten. Following his battles, as he sits, some more poorly drawn wolves take to the attack. The wolves all pounce, and Danny is ready to meet death with a quiet dignity. But tis not to be, as Colleen Wing and Misty Knight make, make their way to the rescue, sending the wolf pack yelping away. Danny thanks them for their help and says he wants to go home to run his business. He's full of self-pity and whining like a little girl. The Thunderer approaches and tells him that the Steel Serpent is back, insane, powerful, and unbeatable. Despite Danny's reluctance, he argues that the true battle for the fist will be decided in the arena in Kunlun. Danny doesn't want to be involved and wants to be left alone. The Thunderer argues that Danny is spitting on his parents' graves by running away and that he needs to follow his destiny and pushes him to decide. Danny thinks hard and says, nah, can't do it anymore. But it turns out the bridge is out and Kunlun becomes the only option. Well, that... That or freeze to death. But the Steel Serpent will be waiting to fight to the death. 
at Kunlun. And then on the last page, we find out that the Thunderer knew that Danny would be despondent and actually cut the bridge himself to eliminate Danny's choice in the matter. <laughs> what a pal, what a pal, what a pal. And that's to be continued in issue two, and I, I assume we will see a battle to the death in issue two for possession of the Iron Fist. And and I'm, I'm, sure I'm going to go out on a limb and say Daniel probably win. I think you're right. Those were wolves? Wow. And that was Colleen Wing? Wow. I couldn't tell who that was. And Misty Knight. Yeah, I'm not Ooh. too happy with the artwork in this book, actually. I, I, I'm, I'm unimpressed by it. It's like that it's trying to be Rob Liefeld and Jay Lee mixed together. Well, not, I don't think Jay Lee so much as Jim Lee. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's. It's. You know, I say Jay Lee because of like some of the scenes with the darkness and people in shadow. I always think of Jay Lee as a poor man's Bill Sienkiewicz, whereas Jim Lee, Rob Se- Rob Seinfeld, Rob Liefeld. Uh, well, it's with Cable. <laughs> you know, they they kind of were the house style of the '90s. And I think that's what this is. I think he's trying to, you know, to, to draw to that style. And, and you know, it's it's a very thin line. It's a lot of hash marks. Uh, it's it's some, you know, almost manga-looking facial features. Uh, it's, it's not my style. I think it's really not badly done for the most part. The wolves are terrible. Uh, but well, overall... Second, second page, the second page we got, what is that? Is that the Sabusama... Mouth spittle. Yeah, you get the spit. <laughs> I, I I don't think it's terrible, but I think it it, it lacks in just you know it, it it could be just so much cleaner. I think that there's a lot of superfluous lines that just don't need to be there. But story wise, it pretty much pulled me in, and I enjoyed reading it. And now I want to read the next issue. So what was the whole point of the contemplator in this story, though? Yeah, he was. He's what we like to call a plot device. <laughs> well, because he loses this all his power anyway. Well, he he lost his. Uh, I mean, he doesn't lose his fighting style or ability. That's how he's able to right, he take out the wolves, even after he's lost the Iron Fist. But apparently, he, the Iron Fist is weakened in this to begin with. But he doesn't have after the after he loses the fight too. The Steel Serpent, he doesn't even seem to have the power that he was given by the Contemplator either. No, no, he doesn't. So that's what I, I'm saying. I think that, that was, was the whole byproduct of, the of that stone being near him. Right. Well, what happened to the stone? Did I miss something? Yeah, you, we, we missed when the Contemplator came and took the stone, I guess. Oh, what Maybe a the Steel Serpent one. took the stone. I don't know. They never bothered to tell us. It'd be nice if somebody told us what happened to the stone. Douchebags. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's not great. But it oh, wait. wasn't bad. It was it was it was okay. Oh, I think he when he joined. The, oh, I think when he joined the pieces, the stone was destroyed, and that's how the steel serpent came back. There you go. See, just takes a little into little 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 intuitive thinking, and you put it all together. Mm. I see. Said the blind man. Said the contemplator. Said Matt Murdock. Boomba. So what? What I mean? What do you think overall of the story or uh, of the issue? 
think I'd like to go vacation in Kunlun. Oh, maybe not. I'm sure the internet's not that great up there. I think Kunlun is supposed to be Shangri-La from yeah, Lost Horizon. Can you only see it at certain times? So yeah, many I years. think that's the case. Hmm. I think it, it's yeah, it, it it appears and then goes away for a while and then it comes back. Yeah, or if you've got like the magical Disney Pass, uh, the Fast Pass, you can get to it. Yeah, if you have the Fast Pass, sure. Yeah, Fast Kunlun Pass. Um, uh, who did the cover? Is same, that the same, same as the interiors. That's uh, mm. what's his see, name? The, uh, Robert I like Brown. The, I like the cover a little better than the interior. Maybe that's because it's it looks some of the interior just looks rushed. And and the the uh well yeah the cover is Brown and Garcia and the interior is Brown and Garcia so it's the same team, but the cover also still has some some like extra line work that I just don't think is needed. Hmm. Like the lines that are on the bottom of the foot for no apparent reason. Yeah, or even on his mask and stuff. I guess it's to make him look dirty. I don't know. Could be, yeah. Or just give it action. I, I don't know. Action lines or something. But, but I do like the cover. There for the sake of being there. Yeah. Oh, well, it's your book, so you should grade it first. Sorry, go ahead. All right. I mean, the cover is it's a poster image. It's... You know, I, I think it, it, it's hurt by the fact that you have a, uh, a huge pointy foot is the biggest thing in the image. And then that's followed by a, a claw-looking hand. That's nice. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I, I mean, I don't, th- I don't think it's bad, but it, it also, to me, I, don't, I think you could have done much better with it. You know, you could have made a much more dynamic uh interesting looking cover out of it so i'm gonna just say a c plus on the cover a little better than average but nothing spectacular it's like he's got the joker face there yeah yeah he does he's got kind of the evil smile going he's been taking smilex products (laughs) the the interior art is inconsistent uh there's 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 some images that i think look really good there's other ones that i just think look terrible um i could see the grain of some good uh some good layouts but i think it's betrayed by the final product Uh, i also think some of some of the some of the perspective is off on some of the characters sometimes they look smaller sometimes they look bigger and i'm gonna go with the same thing i'm gonna say a c plus on the interior artwork i could see I could see the quality in there, but it doesn't translate totally to the final product. And the story, you know, it's pretty simple, but I think it does does a good job of kind of playing with the psychological warfare a little bit. Uh, maybe resolved a little too quickly, and I'm compl- I complain about uh, decompressed stories, but now I'm complaining that it's kind of resolved too quickly. It's, it's kind of he got to be totally depressed too quickly, and now he's getting, you know. You know, he, it, the problem has been solved that he's got to head and fi- fight him too quickly as well, even though he's not confident yet. So I, I think I think it, it could have used for some more, not necessarily dragging out the exact same story, but maybe some more events that would have added to that psychological warfare or that psychological... Because uh, con- this, this is a two-issue series? Yeah. Yeah, maybe this could have been a three-issue series. But, but like I said, I, I don't necessarily want him to just drag it out. I want him to add things to it. You know, I, I think he, he 
like I say, for, for somebody who's been a hero for a while, he got to the point of totally depressed and out of it too quickly. And, and the problem, well, the problem isn't resolved yet, but you know next issue it will be. So I think the problem will get resolved too quickly as well. Mm. I think there should be more trial by fire kind of things in there. So overall, I think it was good. It's entertaining. I want to read the next issue. C plus. And that's C plus is all around, so that's my rating for the book. Okay. Um, cover, uh, he's got huge pointy teeth. And he's got a huge pointy foot, a lot of lines everywhere. But I mean, it's, I will give it that it's got action because it's, he's, you know, he looks like he's burst through something. So I'm, I'm going to give the cover a C plus. Um, and, but the interior art, I just don't like it. I mean, some of them, I don't know. It's just too, I don't know if it just needed to be. I know we whine about, you know, the story goes too fast, just like, you know, we did with the last issue. But on some spots, it's like it's almost too many panels and there's (sighs) – or just maybe if some of the panels were a little clearer and how they're drawn, maybe. Um, I'm going to give the interior art a C-. But the story, I like the story and I am interested in it. I'm going to give the story a B-plus overall. Because it is, it is kind of there's there's a lot of reading, there's a lot of contemplating going on here. <laughs> so I'm gonna give the story a B plus. So I guess that kind of raises it, you know, C minus, C plus, and a B plus. So that's about a B minus, I'd say. Maybe it's mm. maybe a C plus. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see in the next issue, of, assuming I get around to reading it, if they, you know, kind of give you a reason why the contemplator was even there. Like I, 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 you know, I said in, in my synopsis, you know, you would think he had something better to do, and and that's kind of the way I feel about it. When after having read it as well, <laughs> hey, what's up? Yeah, you know, it's like what the hell, you know, what a waste, colossal waste of time this guy is using his elder of the universe power for. Wow, Send Captain America through time, making Iron Fist depressed. Just, just, you know, it's kind of just sad when you think about it. <laughs> He's got nothing but time. He makes the gardener look like a guy who's really using his elder powers well. <laughs> At least I grow things. You just think about things. You just think about messing with people. That's all he's doing. All he does is contemplate. So, well, I guess that's our two books for tonight. Today. This Today, evening. tonight, tomorrow. Whenever you're listening. That's our two books for this week. Yeah, this week. So we'll be back to you next time with one, two, or three more books for your listening pleasure. And until then, maybe next time we record I'll be back back in the saddle. Back in back in back in Florida. Where where there is no snow on the ground like there is now damn cold up here. Wuss. That's Captain Wuss to you. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com 
or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. We are back to the bins. Bum, 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 bum. Now that doesn't work, does it?